0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your Akhapa's sight. He is our strength and our Redeemer, and it is in His name, which is His authority, that we pray, praise, proclaim, protect, and protect today's uh, message, today's session. Aman. Hola, mi nombre es Kofi, como Bonjour, mi m'appelle Kofi, saba. Ni hao, namaste, Osaya, Ana Ketaboya, Ohio, I see you. Manut, um, Wagwan, Kamsa, kamsamida, Aloha, Akuaba, uh, Madaase, Etesin, Habaragani, Jambo, Mimi Kofi, Nina Faraku Katabanawewe, Boker Tov, Boker Tab, Baker Tav, Bakar Tav, Baraka Lacham Yahava, Shalam, Alad Cham Yahava, Anai Kofi, Quadded at Servants of Christ, Mashalam He, Mysabahin, Tida, Ahay Adadhea Zion, Kwam, Yahasa Al. I am Past Kofi, Past servant to Christ, where we are always changing lives one mind at a time but being a voice of the voices and speaking the unspoken. <laughs> Once again, we appreciate your presence. As a reminder, um, and thank you everybody for coming over from Thursday Rising Prayer. As a reminder, we will have, uh, besides our normal stuff like Shabbat school and um, our uh, uh, Shabbat service on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, we will have our... um, I'm sorry, excuse me. Okay, Uh, besides that, we will have our um, normal... um, um S uh or we will have an SOC meeting um at twelve thirty PM Eastern New York time on Saturday. We will have our we have our SOC meeting, twelve thirty PM Eastern New York time on Saturday, SOC community meeting. We will have the women's meeting. Sisters, you have your women's meeting at seven o'clock PM Eastern New York time. And I believe on Sunday, besides ministerial prayer for the ministerial staff, I believe on Sunday at At uh, 2 o'clock maybe New York time, we should be on track for uh, When Life Happens, if you're part of that group group, uh, for grief coaching and stuff like that, and coming together and um, talking through some things. Okay? I'm on. Alrighty. So um, we appreciate you all. We're thankful. We're grateful. We honor your presence, and um, hopefully you will be able to get some stuff from us today. Uh, We're going to be doing um, our Q&A session today, and we'll be taking phone calls in. So I will do my best. Uh, We won't be on Facebook today Um, because of it. However, we will make sure that everybody on Facebook has an opportunity to be able to come over to what we're doing over here. So uh, hopefully they can join us and uh, we will be taking phone calls uh, about an hour, hour and a half in or so. So if you have questions, comments or concerns, have them ready for today. I, I didn't really get too many of them and one of them I didn't really have an answer. So I'll kind of start off with what I have first And if you guys want to put some stuff in the chat Of course as we go, feel free to And even when we open up the phone lines You can feel free I will try Um, I do have microphone in place Uh, I do have microphone in place To try and see if we can Get some of this uh, Get some of these questions And you can hear me in certain things But we still do have a speaker issue Oh, you know what? I didn't think about this. Give me a second. We might be able to actually take care of this. <laughs> Alrighty, cool. So we got everybody online. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, we'll be able to take phone calls today. We'll be able to do. Some, you can call them through TikTok. You can call them through the phone number. You can put stuff in the chat. Amen. Alrighty. Praise ya. And then eventually we'll be a Facebook set back up again for these we'll be able to even take phone calls through there youtube i'm still working i'm trying i just i'm not that great with technology at some point we'll have something where you guys can through youtube call in as well or at least through some other app while youtube's going calling but you will have the number if you look in the in the description with the video the number is already in there the 202-599 number matter of fact i'll put it in the chat for you guys right now so if you would like to be able to go ahead and uh and uh you know text text that you and if you're going to call in we ask that you text to let us know that you're going to call in and then once you text or whatever then we can go ahead and answer your call as soon as we get it we're not ready to open the phone lines yet we're going to go ahead and take sister betty's first and then we'll open everything back up so we'll be taking everything through the chat right now and then once we're finished with the podcast about a let's say 45 minutes from now we'll open up everything to where you can call in from every every direction, okay. But we'll take this to Betty since she's on right now, at this moment, and uh, she had actually gotten to me before the Q and A. And so I'll go to her. Then I'll go to some questions you guys had before Q and A, uh, before we started. And then from there, um, you know, let's go ahead and get it. So uh, thank you, everybody. Let's go ahead and say our Bible pledge real quick. If you want to put your right hand in the air, your device in the air, or your Bible in the air, just repeat after me. The Bible pledge goes like this: This is my Bible. This is my sword. In this will I trust, for Yahashua is Lord, no sword of God shall ever be heard, for this is my Bible, and this is Yah's word. Asham Yechavah, Aman. Hello everybody, how you doing? And thank you for doing the Bible Pledge with us, thank you for reverencing the word with us. Uh, How you doing Aaron? How you doing Uh, Joy, Tiana, um, Cultural Prospect? Molly. Oh, is it Molly, you gotta catch up. Is that the same question as last time? I think you forgot you've been on here before. You gotta do better. How you doing? Um, Brother TJ, how you doing, Tawana? Sister Deborah, Sister Deborah praying out all, all goes well with your checkup today. We're glad everything worked out yesterday. How you doing, sister Nadine? Brother Charles or Charlie. Well we got okay. We got so many Charles and Charlies on here. Um Brother Charlie from <laughs> Illinois. Um, praise y'all for you. How you um how you doing? Um Dennis. Brother Allen, thank you again, Brother Allen, for calling in. Appreciate you. Um, Sister Betty, who's waiting to come on. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see, let's see. Big Brother Thomas, KG. If I miss your name, try it to my head, not to my heart. And thank you guys for the love. Appreciate you. And um, let's let's keep on going. How you doing, Sister Akita? How you doing, Granny? Uh, Granny and Axe. Um, please forgive me for forgetting the name that goes with that. Sorry. How you doing, Chantel? Little Zai, if that's how you pronounce it. Um, if not, please forgive me. How you doing, Brightborn? How you doing, Charles Greer, uh, down in G8? All right, another Charles over here. How you doing, uh, Zahara? How you doing, Brandon? Thanks for being part of the community. How you doing, JP? How you doing, Emmanuel? Appreciate you, sir. How you doing, uh, Mark Allen? Everybody, springtime, and everybody coming over from prayer, by the way. Thank you again for being on prayer service with us. Thank you for all the stuff that you said. Minister Tamara, awesome uh, message and uh, awesome testimony. And uh, thank you for being on Um Everybody who was on there, Sister Shima came on there and dropped some knowledge. We praise you. However, we rejoice with you, Minister Nice, for all that you do, of course. Mrs. Greer on the line. Hello, how you doing? All how you doing, Sister Sheila? Everybody. Okay. All If I miss you, once again, charge to my head, not to my heart. We appreciate you. I know we lost some people when I was trying to see if we could set up the Bluetooth, but now that we got it, at least we, we got it to go. And um, prayerfully, we'll be able to answer whatever questions that we might be. Um, able to through the Holy Spirit. All right, thank you, everybody, for that. Now that I've said all that, Sister Betty, uh, if you if you're able to, thank you for your patience. Uh, what was the question that you had to uh, start us off for today?
1: Uh, well, I was reading in Matthew uh, chapter eighteen about verse fifteen is where uh, this particular scenario starts, where we're being told essentially how to handle disputes among each other mm-hmm. and i wonder if you might explain
0: sure so matthew chapter 18 correct okay so matthew chapter 18 talking about how do we deal with disputes amongst one another so i'll just start at verse one Um, At the same time came the disciples unto Yehoshaphat, saying, and and we're in Matthew 18, sorry, if you want to go ahead, turn in your Bible with us real quick, excuse me. I'm going to start at verse 1 if you want to go there with us, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 1. Once again, that's Matthew chapter 18 and verse 1. Alrighty, how you doing, DB? How you doing, Brother Jermaine? Alright, Matthew chapter 18, In verse one, it says, at the same time came the disciples unto Yehoshaphat, saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Yehoshaphat called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. And he said, verily, I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall be humble himself as his little child, the same is the greatest of the kingdom of heaven, and whoso shall receive one such little child in my name, in my nomos, in my shem, right, receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones, which, become, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs that uh, be that offenses come. But woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast from thee, it is better for thee to enter into life. uh, uh, halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. Is it better for thee to enter into life with one eye, rather than having two eyes, to be cast into hellfire? Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones. Here we go back to the little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven there uh, their angels, their messengers, or even their protectors in this case, do always behold or pay attention the face of my Father, which is in heaven. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. And we'll, we'll keep on going. <laughs> Amen, we'll keep on going. How think ye, thank you, Holy Spirit, how think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them gone have be gone astray, Doth he not leave the ninety and, and one of them, uh, I'm sorry, how do you think he, if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, doth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth more of that than of the ninety and nine which went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your father, which is in heaven, that one of these little ones should perish. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and um, and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained a brother. Right? Right? Um, But if he will not hear, take with thee one or two more. That in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word, right, may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell unto the, the assembly. But if he neglect to hear the assembly, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my father, which is in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, in my authority. Right. Um, There I am in the midst. And then, well, we're almost going to read this whole thing. Might as well. <laughs> then came Peter to him and said, Yahushua, um, Lord dawn, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Yahushua saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a certain king, in which take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and his children, and all that he had in payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Adon, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then then Adonai, then this lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took the throat, saying, pay me what thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, have patience with me. And I will pay thee all, and he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told um, their Adonai, their, their their lord, all that was done. When his Adonai, when his lord, uh, after uh, uh, when his then his lord after that he called, had called him, said unto him, "O thou wicked!" Servant, I forgave thee all that debt, all that, sorry, all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou have also had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if ye. From your hearts, forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. So, we just read Matthew chapter 18 in its entirety. So, um, it's an excellent, excellent question. And I'm sorry, Sister Betty, for going on and on. But as I read, I just, the Holy Spirit just made it clear. We might as well just read that whole thing. Um, and I can see why you asked specifically about chapter 18, because I was going to ask you, like, which, which, which part do you want to go over? But I can see clearly it's necessary <laughs> to kind of go through this whole thing. So, Uh, Before I start, because obviously it's a whole chapter, is there anything specifically, Sister Betty, you kind of want to focus in on out of that? Or you just kind of want to go over the whole chapter? Uh Uh-oh. Did I lose the Bluetooth? Sister Betty, are you still there? You might be on mute. Oh, I didn't
1: know. I'm sorry. I I didn't know you could. I must have pushed something accidentally. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you.
0: Yeah, we hear you now. Oh, okay. I was saying, is there anything out of Chapter 18 that you wanted to specifically kind of focus in on?
1: Yes, sir. Uh, What I was discovering, just in my life in particular, you know, you're dealing, although we're following you, we're still here, you know, in our respective towns, living our lives as they normally go, right? So we still have a lot of people that we come in contact with that are not followers of the way. Yes, ma'am. And then there are those of us that, you know, we have family or friends that say they read the Bible and they think, you know, that they're just walking in the way too. Mm. And they think they're right and that I'm wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. So when that piece about, you know, how we are to walk through disputes so that people maybe don't get offended, Mm -hmm. is that, that's kind of the takeaway that I was taken from it. Uh, Just kind of try to mitigate things until you have to bring someone else in Does that
0: make sense? Yeah, so the goal, and so it kind of makes it difficult, especially when, once again, like we're in the land of our captivity or we're not able to do this on a regular basis the way that we are called to the way that we would like to, right? So it it kind of becomes a little bit frustrating um, to a certain degree because of of the fact that we would love to be able to say, hey, let's go and do this stuff, but some of this stuff doesn't exists at least not the way we would like because this comes into agreement and all this stuff once again so this goes to where we always talk about the Bible is law and case study and it's talking about a particular group of people, a kingdom-minded people, people who are Israel, people who are grafted in, people who are following the way, as you said, followers of the way. So it becomes a little difficult <laughs> at times to do some of this stuff because first of all, this is really supposed to be stuff that we agree within certain parameters because we're family, because we're not just family by blood. We're family because of the way that we walk, of who we believe in, of the word of Yehovah, um, et cetera, et cetera. So the goal for us would be if all things were perfect, and then I kind of tailor it to where you were, you were you know, kind of get back into the arena that you're in. So if all things were perfect, um, if all things were exactly, <clears throat> you know, the way we would like it to be perfectly manicured, then we would, be able to have a dispute amongst each other, come to each other directly, in private, um, as many t- and really the the context of it is kind of as long as it takes, or even as many times as it takes for us to get it together. <clears throat> if for some reason we're looking and because the, the word should be our guide, right? Law, and 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 culture and all those things should be our guide, right? And how you doing, Pat Green? How you doing, Victorious One? So that should be our guide. That should be our reference is is the word. So the word should be our reference to the place to where we should be able to get it together out of that. If for some reason we can't work that out, then, hey, bring two or three witnesses um, and try to see if you can handle it together. Right. Um, so that every word, if the way the Bible describes it is so that every single thing that we say, there's two or three people. Right. Matter of fact. This is why you have what's called the Synoptic spells and the Synoptic Gospels. Remember, that's not actually Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's actually Matthew, Mark, Luke. John actually writes something. He says in a peculiar way. He says, I'm not writing this to necessarily take account of everything. John says, I'm writing what I'm writing because I want you to believe. So Matthew, tax collector, Mark, poet, Luke, physician, all people who kind of count words and take account of words in a different way, they all... Have this thing where they actually are writing what Christ is doing So they're actually kind of following that context two or three witnesses everything that Yahashua did There's two or three witnesses. Okay, Matthew might have focused on this But Mark will make sure you get this but Luke will make sure you get this that's kind of the context of two or three gathered together in this particular case because hey we, we need to make sure that there's agreement on it. And that's why even the verse right after, if you notice, we don't normally put these together this way, but this is, if you notice, there's a flow, because what comes right after this? Well, where two or three are gathered, Yehoshua is also in the midst. See, so we're also bringing two, or th- we're trying to get two, these two people who have this argument, this disagreement, can we make sure that you guys can try to use the word to get it together, okay? If that doesn't work, we got two or three witnesses that are gathered in the, the authority, in the name of Yehoshua, so that we can get this together, right? Okay, that's not really working? <laughs> okay, cool. Well, if we're doing this, whenever we gather and we come into agreement, as far as we're trying to come into agreement, then here comes the Most High himself. Here comes Yehoshua himself, and he's in the midst of us, and therefore where two or three are gathered... Right. He's also in our midst and we're two or three of us. If we can get to the point where we can touch and agree on anything. Right. Then it shall be established. So there's a lot of like moving pieces in this to where, OK, like so let's say, you know, we, we don't obviously, but just let's just say for the sake of example, the better you and I, we got a beef. We can't get it together. Alright, we've been trying, we've been talking, but for whatever reason, I've offended you in some way, and I'm trying to tell you why, I don't, why you shouldn't take it as offense, and you feel like I'm not hearing you, and I'm like, well, you ain't hearing me, okay, cool, who are two, three people that we trust? Right. Whether it's pastors, whether it's friends, whether it's ministers, whether it's whomever in the community, who can we trust to be able to sit down and listen to every single word and be unbiased and say, look, even though we love both of y'all and even though you might have done this and you might have done this, I'm just coming here to be a witness. Right. This is law. Right. Legal settings. Right. So now they can be witnesses. So, and then your is in the midst So at any point, if it goes past this, if it's got to be brought to the assembly at some point, if somebody finds out about this, if it goes before the most high himself after we pass away, right, then we'll have to deal with this stuff. Matter of fact, and then here's the here's the interesting part, even within itself. Once again, if all things were perfect, we would have lived by this because this is how we would have done things even when we were a little child. For how does this start? This starts with. Who is the greatest amongst us, Yehoshua? Who is the greatest amongst us? And Yehoshua says, if you can be like this little child, the child, that's how children back then in our culture, and even if you think back, kind of, sort of back in the day, right? Um, Some of you probably grew up like that where, okay, two people are beefing and then all of a sudden they come to the ch- and the parents might, what's going on? And you got all these children, well he was doing this and blah blah, and they start telling the truth right, and out of what all the children are saying, the adult's able to go oh okay, well this is probably what happened, this and that, well y'all needed to get together aren't you guys friends, aren't you? right and but it's a, it's a whole thing, talking about from childhood we're raised in this and it says, so therefore if you're going to be the greatest in the kingdom, you need to go back to what you were doing in your childhood so we would have been taught this in our childhood, like hey, try to have as little disagreement as possible. If we have a disagreement, first thing should be the word that we're trained in. If we don't have the word, right, as our as our barometer, if we're not going to do what the word says, we're going to have problems anyways. So first things first, let's at least go back to the word. If for some reason the word isn't going to be able to, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to be helped by the word, okay, well, let's go to a, another place where now, you know, we can... We can do this, or we can do that. We can do what the Most High says, and this we can do what the Most High says, and that, right? So it's a different kind of a connotation. So we should have been trained in this from childhood. We would have been used to two or three witnesses. We'd have been used to Yahshua being in the midst, him being the ultimate goal, the Messiah, or even the Most High YHWH at a certain point, and then we would have had this stuff. So it would have it wouldn't have been that difficult for us to just go right back into what has been with us since childhood. Now. Kind of coming back to... So that's perfect scenario, right? (laughs) So now getting into dealing with imperfections in this and chinks in the armor. So I might be dealing with somebody who doesn't have the same belief system that I have. They say they do, but they do not. I try to give them a word. They try to say, well, you're pretentious. In other words, you're trying to find things in the word that's not there or... You know, you're just, you're ignorant or you're led to the devil. I mean, people will come up with all types of stuff, right? So now <laughs> I have to figure out, okay, I'm going to talk to you as much as I can, but, but and, and Yahushua even says in the scripture that we read, right? I need to forgive them. That's important, right? He says, uh, Peter even asked, how many times should I forgive my brother? Should it be up to seven times? Nope, 70 times seven. And that's technically daily, every day, right? So there's no limit to how many times I'm going to forgive. Doesn't mean I'm going to be walked all over, though. So if I'm trying to ask them for forgiveness or trying to give them something and they start attacking my character, they, they start getting really upset, they start trying to even torment me to a certain degree, and then I'm going to forgive them. And I'm going to still try, well, is it possible? If, it, if it's possible, hey, can we have some people, maybe you have your pastor. And maybe I'll have my pastor. Or maybe you have your friends and I'll have my friends. Or maybe, you know, we'll just, maybe can we have our loved ones even listen to this conversation and not listening to say who's right, but who's righteous. Like we want to we want to make sure, can you just judge what exactly is coming up? Because what happens in these conversations if we're not careful and how you doing to And everybody coming on, how you doing? Yes, son, my East Smooches, sister Bree, right, et cetera, right? So, so, so what happens in this conversation is what is that um, how you doing how a yacht for life. So what happens in the conversation is people start coming, you know, calling you stuff or getting on you or doing things that have nothing to do with the conversation. And 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 then they start talking about what they feel or how they feel attacked, or this and that, when feelings should be taken into account, but also too, they should be feckless when it comes to the words that I speak. So here you are saying, Oh yeah, well you were mean and blah blah this and that, okay, time out. I wasn't mean. Well, you said this. No, I never said that. Right. But that's what they're saying. You said. So, hey, can we get two or three witnesses to just hear us out? (laughs) Right. Um, And if you start getting upset and you start saying, hey, you lied and you said or you're you're, you don't know the word and blah, blah, this and that, And you said this and that or whatever. Am I right? I'm I'm allowed to say timeout witnesses. Did you hear me say that? Right. And the witnesses should be able to say, no, that's not what we said. Or even depending on, especially if you were dealing with, well, you have your belief system, I have my belief system. Hey, okay, is that what you guys heard over there who share his or her belief? Is that what you guys get over there when I say this? And they say, well, yes or no. And then I said, hey, people who share my belief, who are supposed to be witnesses, not just trying to be your teammate and stuff. And no matter what you say, it's got to it's got to work. Hey, we're here to witness. Hey, did I did I say words that could be taken like that or no? And and even and then those people might even be able to say you guys might believe that that's what she said. The reality is, though, this is what it actually means. And if you look at the words this is what the words actually mean. Right? And then from there, we can start coming to agreement, which would be the ultimate goal. If we can't agree, then we can't agree. We wipe the dust from our feet and we keep it moving. But the goal to still do so in forgiveness, in law, because then once again, at by the end of this chapter 18, by the end of the 18th chapter of Matthew, we also see that now we got to go before the Most High. He's given us an example of it being Adon and Adonai on earth, right, or Lord on earth. But it's really talking about Yahashua, Who's going to be up there? Who's given us these things and and we're going to have to do things in his name and we're going to have to be forgiven and we better forgive others. But also we better forgive others. Right. Even if they're not doing what they're supposed to, because if we forgive others, if we do what we're supposed to, then they'll have to deal. Right. With what he talks about, as far as would you want you know, hey, offenses will come, he says, but you don't be the one to give offense. Right. So he's talking about how to guide ourselves. Offenses will come. He doesn't lie. He's Like, yeah, you know, people are going to people will be offended. (laughs) Right. He's like, but you be careful. You're not the one to give offense according to what being worldly. Now, that's the context. Right. If I'm worldly, if I'm cussing you out, if I'm fussing you out, if I'm lying, if I'm doing whatever, if I'm mismanaging, if I'm calling you out your name, too, then guess what? I am offensive according to. To the biblical standard, but if I've done everything I can to ensure that I'm giving you a pure message, and you're offended because you're offended by the word, well, then that's you're going to have to deal with that. That's why he even says, in the midst of all the stuff we're talking about, he says, "Hey, isn't isn't it better that you pluck out your right eye and and go into eternal life with one eye? Isn't it better that you have no feet or that you're lame or that you're still right rather than, or that you're halted rather than you go into?" You know, uh, uh, going to heaven like that rather than going to hell with both feet, you know what I'm saying, where you can't move at all because you're, you know, you're bound by the pain. So this is kind of where it's going is is reminding us to forgive, reminding us that it's greater to go into His place of agreement, reminding us that ultimately everybody would come into agreement, reminding us that it's Yehovah's will that none should perish, but all would have everlasting life. However, you focus on not being offensive according to the word. You focus on doing what's necessary, and if all things work together perfectly, sure, get some witnesses, get this and that. Make sure that you're doing things, make sure that you're doing things in order and structured the way that Most High says. If you do all that, then you have nothing to worry about. Our goal is to try and have as much agreement as possible. Matter of fact, there's another scripture that says agree with your adversary quickly. I think that's somewhere in between Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 26. So our goal is to agree. And our goal is to love one another, and our goal is to not be beefing. That being said, if somebody wants to continue to beef, doesn't want to squash beef, etc., you know, we have to, you know, we have to do what we got to do. But our goal is to not be offensive as far as offending the Most High. If we offend Him, in other words, if we do anything outside of His will that brings dishonor and shame to Him, well, then we got to eat those consequences. If they want to do things that are offensive to Him, it, right? Because we are his children and, we'll, and I'll end it like this And hopefully I'm in the ballpark With this answer But I'll end it like this Right Go back to the beginning now If you're going to come to Yahashua You must come to him as a little child Are you a child of the most high? Right That's the question If you are a child of the most high Right And you're acting as his child would be And you're following his law If anyone comes against you It would be better you see the context now? If anybody comes against you, it would be better that a millstone be tied around their neck and that they be thrown off of a bridge than it would for them to offend even the least of the little children. So you come to him as this child and you do what your father says. Right? Does, that, does that make sense? to mind in the ballpark system? That
1: was perfect.
0: Okay. Amen. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And, and have a blessed day, and, and and we appreciate you guys. So we're we're doing our Q and A today. Uh oh, uh oh, sorry. We're doing our Q and A today, and um, we are um, answering questions. So uh, we do we we will have the number up for if you guys do want to go ahead and um, text and let us know if you want to call in a little bit or if you want to call. I'm going to go back to the chat a little bit, but we have now um, praise y'all. We messed around with it a little bit. We finally got it going. So I can hear you on Bluetooth if you're on. Uh, if you're on YouTube, I'm sorry. If you're on TikTok, I can hear you through Bluetooth. If you want to come in through that way and call in through that way, YouTube, you have to use the phone number. Um, if you're on the podcast, obviously you're just listening in today. Um, and those who are coming over from Facebook, um, we'll track. I've put the link for this today, but you'll just everybody will have to use it eventually when we have Facebook back up. Uh, it takes a lot for me to set this stuff up. So when we, eventually when we have Facebook set back up. We will um, you guys can also call through Facebook. Uh, we, I don't think we've had anybody even use that option yet, but you can when Facebook is going live. You can also call in that way as well. All right. Amen. Um, but excellent question, Sister Betty. Excellent question. Amen. Um, next question I'm going to go to is one I can't remember the person's name. Matter of fact, they didn't ask. They didn't tell me if I could say their name. So, um, but they asked a question is concerning what we would call race, uh, racial relations. Matter of fact, let me let me check the. Let me just read directly from the question so I don't mismanage the question. I got a screenshot of it. Give me a second. I was reading it earlier today to make sure I was. This, I still had it the correct context already so somebody wrote a question Uh, my brother can you expound on the mixing of races i know in the word it says not to mix with other nations so we do not become like heathens and worship other alachams or other gods right i have a white quote white wife and mixed child how does yah view this i've devoted my life to yah and her and I have that understanding. More so, I look for clarity. Growing up, as I was taught to love all people, not just our own. Amen. On. Not only is this an excellent question, but for real, for real, this—that that was a. Uh, not only is that an excellent question, um, that's an excellent heart um, to have, and yeah, that's an excellent way to ask that. That might be the best way I've ever heard had anybody ask ask that question or talk about it. Because usually, especially, you know. With our diaspora, unfortunately, we just be like, like, F them, (laughs) right? I hear a lot of stuff that's crazy like that, or, you know, um, they don't deserve this. Or if you do this, if you look a certain way, then you deserve that. I heard a guy who was mixed one time, part of IUIC. Now, I don't want to say he represents all IUIC. I don't know. But I heard a guy that was mixed, literally, (laughs) you know, uh, white mother, black father. Black father was never in his life. And he was came from a white mother, and they were sitting up there, and somebody was asking him during a a duet or a debate or something. This is a year, two years ago, something. And um, the guy goes, or the guy who's was asking the question is like, "So do you hate yourself?" Because that their position is is that white people can't receive heaven, and that white all white people deserve death. That's not my thing. That's what this person who was supposed to be some branch of IUIC, I guess. Is supposed to be saying, I don't want to say he represents all I IUIC because I don't know. Obviously, we don't believe in that. But that's what this guy was saying, right? So <laughs> um um, and his answer, the guy who was mixed with the white mother who raised him and the black father who wasn't in his life, he said, um, he said, My mother does deserve to be offed. That's what he said. Thank you for the love, appreciate it. And I was like, Whoa, my man, proud. Right? But that's what came out of his mind. Yeah, deserves. Deserves to be off. Deserves not to have life (laughs) because of the color of of their skin. And the guy after that is like, what what more can you say? Right? He just kind of, like the other guy on the other end, is just like, I mean, because what do you do with that? Right? What do you do with that when somebody says, hey, because of the color of your skin only? But here you are mixed. So it was half of you deserve to go and not. But well, then no because my father was Israel. Excuse me. And that's as far as it goes. And by the way, black doesn't always just mean Israel either. I think that's a, not I a, not think That is an oversimplification, is it not? I'm not sure. I don't know the camp name. So I'm just gonna be honest with you. I really don't. I know IUIC because I listen to a lot of their stuff. Um, not for even learning purposes only, even though there's some stuff you can learn for sure. But I also listen to a lot of stuff because they have some stuff for children. So I actually, you know, I take I, I I watch it first to see if it's acceptable. And if it is, Solomon. So I watch a lot of this stuff. Matter of fact, some of this stuff, even for children, be a little violent. Like, you know, if you ever watch the depictions of what happened with um with Samson, they be showing some some stuff and some some pictures and teeth are flying out and blood is coming out of the mouth and stuff, and, and we were like, whoa. But I was like, Well, he old enough where, you know, he can handle he probably seen some of the same stuff on his video games, I guess. So I was like, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to be two-faced about that. But, um, but yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. My son, I get why he was asking. My son was asking the other day. He was like, Dad, I got this hair sticking out of whatever. He was messing with my hair. I get it. I got the hair sticking out. Ha! Huh, that's funny. I just saw that. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so, uh, our hair looks a lot alike. That's what he was trying to tell me. I just had a moment. Anyways, how you doing, Tawana? So, Um, when we had these conversations, when we had these talks and things, it's important for us to get, first of all, who is Israel, right? Does Israel only mean that you are Israel by birth? Does Israel only mean that you are circumcised? Does Israel only mean that you're black, right? Because there's an oversimplification and to, and look, we know that Israelites were dark skinned, but we're not going to act like there was never a light skinned Israelite. We know the Israelite is a certain people, a group of people, but we're not going to act like nobody's ever grafted in, and that didn't, and that just started in Romans, right? <laughs> right? Like, like, like we, we comprehend that yes, there is the Israel of the flesh, but Hebrews, I'm sorry, ah, Romans chapter nine verse six tells us that not all yehashad out that not all Israel is Israel, right? So, so we're aware that. You can be born Israel and still not follow the commandments. We know that there is even an advantage of being Israel. But once again, what is the advantage? If you don't know the law, you don't follow it. That's Romans uh, chapter three, verse one. There's an advantage of being Yehavada or Jew. There's an advantage of being or Judah. There's an advantage of being circumcised. But if you won't follow what it says, what's the advantage? Yeah, David was ready, right? That means he could have had red hair. That means you could have had reddish skin. By the way, ruddy. Some ple- people would consider me to be ruddy, right? Believe it or not, right? Because dark red soil can start looking brown. So you know there can be ruddy ground. There can be you know there's there's all types of stuff. Ruddy and swarthy sometimes are interchangeable. So we don't know. Ruddy can be a light skinned dude with red hair. Ruddy can be we see white skin with red red blood, so to speak, or pink pink um, showing, or you look like you got a red face. Right. We, we act like Ruddy is just, you know, uh white person with red skin or whatever. All right. Be careful on these travelers. Shante. I'm honored and welcome. Right. So 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 when it says Israel, right, we have to be careful with this. It's like when we say Hebrew in our mind, we forget that there are many Hebrews because many people come out of Avra or Ebra or Hebrew. Right. Palag is not the only child of Hebrew. He's not the only son specifically he's the second son and we come out of pelag which means that there's a whole other group of hebrews right or when you get to abraham abraham had at least six sons right so if you're talking about that we still can come out of different things that are hebrew even in that right you, so people will say hebraic faith well what do you mean hebraic faith because not all hebraic faith is israelite faith every israelite is a hebrew but not every hebrew is an israelite right so we get into these kind of wishy-washy Things because we are doing things based off of somebody else's culture, which is eugenics. If we just be honest, can we just break it down and make it simple? Really, other people have a culture in which eugenics is used. And as eugenics is used, um, it's used to be able to separate and to say certain people are up top and certain people on the bottom. Not only just racism, but also that gives birth to classism, cynicism, feminism, etc., etc., right? So chauvinism and male chauvinism, by the way, you know, male chauvinism is different than chauvinism. Chauvinism is is a, is a French term saying that basically you're so patriotic, right? There was a guy named Chauvin or Chauvin and Chauvin was basically somebody who, um, so the story goes, we're not even 100 percent sure if this guy was real. But so the story goes that he had fought for Napoleon and he fought for Napoleon as a young man. And he believed so much in what Napoleon was doing and what France was going to be and all this stuff. And he gets beat up real bad and mangled and lived the rest of his life mangled. But still, right, would have make sure that France and Napoleon's flags and all these things were around because he was he was so patriotic. So since he was patriotic, they called him. Uh, anybody who was patriotic like that to the point to where you don't realize your life is ruined by somebody who could care less about you, but you still believe in it so much, they called you a show, a show. Well, we would now say a chauvinist, or we would call that chauvinism a system in which that exists. Male chauvinism is when somebody's trying to say, you know, you're a red pill. Right, but chauvinism doesn't mean that. Just putting that out there. A lot of people might not know that. So, if somebody calls you a chauvinist, they might not know they're not actually calling you a male chauvinist. A male chauvinist is you saying everything you got put is man first, man first, and that this whole ide- ideology is crushing you, right, and hindering you, but you still, you know, basically worship it, right, and live by it religiously. When we're talking about, um, right, but, sh- but chauvinism is just saying that you're patriotic about something right so you can be a you can be a feminine you can be a feminist chauvinist or a feministic chauvinist right you 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 could be that right you could be a uh an lgbtq plus chauvinist right right it can be it can be whatever you want put before chauvinism if we're going to do that with male chauvinism anything you can be a music chauvinist Right. Everything. I love music and this and that and all my whole life. And I'm a dancer and this and that. Like you can be whatever chauvinist, OK. <laughs> all right. So I just want to put that out there when you hear this term. And how you doing, Ray? Thanks for being back on. Um, prayerfully, all's going well with the wife and the new addition to the family. Praise you for, for um, life and health and strength. Um, right. So you can be a chauvinist of of whatever order, whatever kind. Um, but back to this thing where the person was talking about so israel so when somebody says can black and white people go together it's not as simple as black and white as far as relationships biblically speaking right it's not as simple as black and white when it says that we shouldn't get together as far as being israel it's not as simple once again as black or white or light skin dark skin mahogany ebony cherry red bone whatever y'all want to call it right Right? Black it in black, black purple, <laughs> blue black, all these things that people say, right? It's not that simple, okay? Uh, it's, it's, it's a matter of fact, It's com- that's common sense, not kingdom sense. It's not biblical sense. It's not Israelite sense. It's not even Hebraic sense. Um, if somebody's gonna talk about how you're doing, Sister Monica, if somebody's gonna speak on these things and on these terms, this is how we should look at it, okay? Biblically speaking, this is how we should look at it. If we are going to talk about the kingdom value and look at how the most High is looking at Israel and who's Israel, it's you must recognize that Israel means anybody. If you're an Israelite, it means you are anybody who comes out of Israel. Right. However, that also means if you're an Israelite, it means you're anybody who comes out of the traditions, the culture, the mindset, the law, the statutes. Right. You can be a black person that lives in South Africa. You can be a black person that lives in America. While we have similar experiences, there would be some that would argue with you. We might not have the same culture and might even argue that we have arguments against our being united as one because we won't even try to figure out what the blend is. Right. So you can have a South African black and an uh, an American black and you probably you could be the same people but deny each other because of whatever culture you've decided is more important. You said so we can tell that Jehovah had forethought. Uh, we act like unreasonable children when it comes to pigmentation. The law is here to bring us all into one line of thought and and underlining um, what makes, yeah, yeah, exactly, what makes us Israel. Amen. How you doing, Sister Judith? So, black, white is oversimplification. light skin, dark skin is oversimplification. For example, the first person... Um, scripturally, that we can actually think of that we could consider to be white, even though we don't know if he was albino or anything like that, but he definitely had albinoism. First person we would discover goes back before Israel. First person we would look at as considered to be white that the Bible or even that what you might call apocryphal documentation, hidden documentation might talk about, or hidden scrolls, uh, is Noah. Right? If you don't know that. Now, you know, Noah is actually considered to be the first person that we say he had some kind of albino features because his skin is light, is really light, and his eyes are really light. Right? Now, Noah is our seminal head, though. So even if you think of Noah as being straight albino, we know this because Noah's parents were afraid and they went back to his grandfather. His grandfather, uh, Methuselah, Methuselah is actually his name means um, the arrow. Or the one that will point, or the one that will aim us at the person we need to look at. So Methuselah was kind of sort of like the John the Baptist for his own grandson. He was the one to identify when his father, when when Methuselah's son Lamech comes to him and says, "Hey, my son Noah is looking some kind of way. What should we do with him?" Like they never seen anybody look like him, and he says, "Love him," right? And he and he taught Noah directly. Lamech never really got into the word, but Noah did. Amen. So Lamech never really got into the word, but Noah did. right? So so Noah is our seminal head. What does that mean? Noah is the head of right? He's married obviously to his wife, but Nahah or Noah is, and, and is our seminal head. So when the flood hits, he is the head of all creation. everything, everything at that point comes out of Noah and his three sons, his three sons. Mixed somewhat as well, and even his um, and even his the, their wives mixed some as well, right? So we have all these different people who existed before the flood, basically being represented in eight people now. But out of the eight people, Noah is the seminal head. So, but just because Noah would be albino, even if you think of him, meaning that he looks like this, right, which is not necessarily what albino means, but even if that's what you believe, okay, cool. Even with him looking straight, what you would would consider to be white, right? Even if that's the case, is he any less of, of um, Enoch? Is he any less of Adam? No. And by the way, his sons, Shem and Ham, more than likely, if you look at the science of it, more than likely, they're going to be the dark-skinned ones. And if you look at the science, more than likely, Japheth is going to be the lightest one. Or somebody who has the same albinoism, or at least carries some of it. And if you look at history, that is, in fact... The people who we consider to be white today will come out of Japheth and the people you consider to be dark skinned come out of Shem and Ham. Right. (laughs) So. So would you say that, therefore, the Shemitic people are white because Noah was albino? No, albino doesn't even mean that you're white. Albino means that you have a pigmentation disorder for whatever reason that albinoism is hitting your system. So if you are an albino Ghanaian, are you still of Ghana? Of course. If you're an albino Cherokee, are you still Cherokee? Of course. right. If you're an albino omec are you still Omek? Of course. If you're an albino um, Englishman, are you still English? Yes. If you're an albino Jamaican, are you still Albi- Rostos? And if you're an albino Jamaican and you have children, guess what? A lot more of your children, if you were to have 10, let's say you had 10 children, probably out of those children at the most, three of them might be albino as well that means seven right so that means that you have the ability to be able to give birth even if it's a birth defect or even if it's health issues whatever you still have the ability to give things of different color this is how we know we can't reverse it right we can't say because we know um, we, we 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 know that somebody who is albino is different than somebody who is what you consider to be white right and they don't have the dis that that see, so Albinoism, as much as you call it disorder, we call it disorder. I don't even know see, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really believe in Albinoism as being a disorder. This is now I told you I don't like to opine, so this is personal personally, I don't like to opine, so you might think I'm opining now. Right? Uh, personally I don't like to opine so let's be honest with you this this is this is me giving a theory this is me giving an opinion take this with a grain of salt right we'll move back on to the rest of the question in a second but i'm just here to tell you i don't believe in albinoism as being a disorder because if two people come together and they have an albino baby that's that's natural to have um to have different colors of something is natural not everything looks the same not everything is made to be a robot right so I'm just being honest with you right that's a problem that we have in our people still to this day you go over to Africa um uh, in in any nation in any branch in any tribe that you want to go over to and let them have an albino baby and a lot of them they are not loving their babies that's that's on us matter of fact there's some people and I kind of believe that once again this is theory I I even roll with this a little bit to where I believe a lot of the stuff that we don't like about so-called white people um is because we didn't train them and love them as our children. And so they went out there and they had to figure it out for themselves. And when they figured it out for themselves, they ended up doing what a lot of children do with no guidance. They had to end up being bullies and fighting and every last little thing that they had. And whatever they could learn as children, whatever they remembered, the small things that they had. And they survived and they learned. They didn't have the writing and stuff, all those different things. Then we came back, we taught them again. But we taught them again as children that had no guidance. Now, all of a sudden, and we didn't give them the spiritual aspect. We just told them, hey, don't have, you know, maybe you should bathe more. Hey, maybe you should make sure you don't have animals in the house like that. Hey, maybe you should make sure... That you treat people in a certain way. Hey, you know, like when a woman gives birth, maybe you should do this, do that, or whatever. And we did things to a certain level, but we never actually get, brought them back into self, loved them, asked them for forgiveness for what we did, had them forgive certain things that they need to forgive within each other. Like, we didn't treat them as as our family and as those who should have been directed by. As a matter of fact, Israel is supposed to be the people who are leading and guiding and teaching people in this in this, um, in this uh Manner, right? And so, since we didn't do that, now all of a sudden they got a little more knowledge. They had stuff that was brutish, British, right? They had stuff that was brutish and stuff that they had grown up with. They had Greco-Roman values. They had stuff that you know, Odin and the the Odins and the and the and the and the Loki's were looked up to and stuff like that. They came up with and all this stuff. They they had Hella situations where they didn't believe that Hell Hell Hella, by the way, Hella, the daughter of Loki. I know you guys are into your Marvel stuff, but Hella is actually the daughter of Loki, right? And Loki is actually the brother of Odin and Odin and and Odin is actually half frost giant and loki is actually full frost giant and thor is actually three-fourths frost giant because odin was cheating on his wife frigg and was having sex with the frost giant and that's how thor got there and he himself is just a big frost giant but hates himself so much that he attacks the other frost giants and tries to off them this is their history we're gonna go into that a lot tomorrow this is their this is how they imagine themselves this is their story this is their religiosity this is what they came up with being and what they were right and we threw them out we threw them out right we threw them out there (laughs) and this is what they had to come up with they came up with stuff to figure out floods they came up with stuff because they knew this stuff was there but they had to deal with what, what children do children without guidance what do you do you have an imagination even if it's a vain imagination you have an imagination so here we are now dealing with these children who are upset that we weren't there upset and frustrated they fight each other all the time they've made a um what's that book um Lord of the Flies. Anybody remember Lord of the Flies? They used to be required reading in school. I don't know if it's still required reading. Back in the day, used to be required reading in schools, at least on the East Coast, I know, in like DMV. That was required reading. You had to read Lord of the Flies. Imagine a group of people who have lived in Lord of the Flies stuff for thousands of years. And then you finally come up on them and you try to teach them some things and they get a little better. But you think you're gonna outdo thousands of years of Lord of the Flies stuff, right? We so so you know, so so they have to come into knowledge of who they were too. But we but still to this day, if up oh, you're albino, we don't want the up uh, you like you know, that's how them light-skinned folk were. We still treat like, yes, the dark-skinned folk, yes, we deal with stuff. There is racism, things like that. Sure, there is oppression being dark-skinned, one drop rule, all those things, but we forget that we kinda we kind of catapulted this stuff and now you started the curse thing rolling and now the curse coming back. You That's going to be part of the process is you're going to have to make sure as you get yourself together and upright and things, and you make sure your community's together, don't forget there's people out there who are going to be grafted in, who they want to come back, and you're going to have to teach them everything. As, as we talked about Matthew chapter 18, come back as a little child, right? They're coming back as children. Treat them as a child. That means love them as a child, protect them as a child. Born again. Right. So now you have a chance to put them off the sincere milk. They were told they were taken off the breasts. They were. This basically was a baby. Right. That was given a bottle and was thrown into the wilderness and said, can you make it? And now that this baby that did everything it needed to, to survive. Right. That's savage. You mad that they're savage. That's just a natural now, am I saying that therefore we should go ahead and just act like slavery never happened? No. Am I, am I saying we should act like racism doesn't doesn't uh, matter? No. What I'm saying is though is that there's some stuff that was put in order and in place, and we just act like it didn't happen, and we just go, oh yeah, they just ran, they're just evil, and then we need, then we have to start coming up with stuff. Now Jacob, Yakub, Jacob, that's what his name is, Yakub. Now Yakub is an evil person who actually made white people and lived thousands of years just to make white people because he was trying to do evil. But Yaqab is where Israel comes out of, you see? But we have to make an issue, do you see? (laughs) We're we're reversing the other side. We've got to teach right from wrong. Right, we got it. We got to teach right from wrong. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, including in ourselves. Inward reparations. How are you going to ask for reparations from your child that's wilding out? Inward reparations. You said, would that be the same as grabbing the rod of a Jew? Oh, Aaron, I'm going to see if I can come back to that because you go you you. You're taking me, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, you're taking me to a place to where I don't know if I'm qualified yet to answer, but it's like I want to answer you so bad on that, right? And there's a reason why. Maybe I'll come back to it tomorrow if I don't come back to it today just to show you, or maybe I'll even send you a little something that I've gone down the rabbit hole on that and you'll see why, right? <laughs> That's an excellent question, though. Um, ah, yeah. Okay, I'll be obedient, right? So you have to you have to realize... You say how and where can you ask questions on here? So we're about to open it up in a little bit um, after I finish answering this question to where if you want to answer questions, you can still obviously ask questions in the chat, of course, but um, we'll have the number up and it's in the description on YouTube and uh, we'll have it to where you can call in in a second. If you're on TikTok, you can actually call in through TikTok as well if you're able to actually use that. Um, you know, as um, you know, use that. But um, we'll see. We'll, uh, we'll open it up in a second. We'll make sure that you guys can see Um, what's there and uh, but yeah if you if you're able to call them through tiktok you can we'll have a number that you can make a phone call through we'll tell you exactly how that works and if you're on youtube should be you can use the phone number as well okay um so yeah so when we talk about black versus white is and especially in israel it's not as simple as that especially in israel they didn't really deal with as many what you would call so-called white people especially like in times of moses um, in times of Jacob, in the beginning, right. Matter of fact, many of them. Uh, if you look at the story of of um, Joseph, right the uh, the the branch, the son who had the coat of many colors. When you look at his story, you'll discover that he not only looks chemetic, but his brothers, right? His brothers can't see, can't tell the difference between Joseph and 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 them, right? When his brothers come um, during the seven years of lean. They can't tell the difference between Joseph and them because they all look alike, right? And then Joseph has to tell them, hey, I'm your brother who you sold into slavery. And they go, and they look at him, and then it's, right? They realize, ooh, right? So they can't tell the difference. Remember, Moses, later on, this is hundreds of years later, right? Um, Moses is going to be somebody who's supposed to be off and yet is going to be adopted in to. Um, you know, the new uh, family who's broken tradition with the what the old dynasty had, and he's going to be brought into them, right? And so Israel and Kemet looking the same again, right? Um, you're going to see later on, Yahashvai, right? Is born in Batalachem, um, right? Or in the city of bread, and then he's going to what? He's then going to go into Kemet to get away from Herod, right? And even Herod's wicked son. And then Right, but, or well, Joseph will keep them there during that time period and stuff like that, right? But, but Joseph, um, even uh, when he takes him into Kemet, right, they take, they find him when he's two, three years old. And he doesn't blend in. I mean, he's, not, he's somebody that blends in. You don't know the difference between Yahshua. It doesn't say, like, oh, they knew for a fact that he was a Hebrew, he was an Israelite. Like, you don't know. They're, he took him there to hide. And he took him there because they would blend in, right? So... Black and white wasn't even really a big deal for Israel um, at that moment. And even with a lot of people who you call Roman, believe it or not, would not have been what you think of as white or even Greek would not have been as white as you think they were. Right. So black, white in Israel. How you doing, Minister Tomas? Um Black, white in Israel is not as is, is not prominent. You don't really see that in Scripture. Black versus white, black versus white, and even ready doesn't mean exactly what you think it means. So, all those things coming together, then what are we dealing with when we get there, right? When we're dealing with this black versus white, what are we actually dealing with at this moment in time? How are you doing, Charlie? Or when we're dealing with can you marry somebody who's outside of Israel? We're talking about somebody who needs to be grafted in in their ways and they need to become Israel themselves, right? They're a stranger or a foreigner. So we would not marry a stranger or foreigner, but at the same time, the Bible says take care of the stranger or foreigner, does it not? You see? So, so a stranger or a foreigner, we're warned about not marrying into, but it also simultaneously tells us that we should take care of the stranger or the foreigner. Now, how is that? Well, because a stranger or foreigner has an opportunity to become Israel. You take care of them. And if they would like to go through what it takes to become Israel, then they go through what it takes. Remember, here's our here's an ace in the hole for you. Ruth. Ruth is a Moabite or Moabitess. People will argue even further what that means, etc. But let's just keep it easy for now. Right. Ruth is a Moabitess. She's already married into Israel. But right. So she's already really married in. Her and her brother-in-law, or her husband and her brother-in-law pass away. Her mother-in-law says, you have every right now to go back to your nation. Go back to your nation and worship whoever you worship over there, and it's fine. Orpah and her first say no together. She says, no, I'm not having it. Look, I'm going back. I'm selling everything that I have, but I'm going to just go ahead and pass away. I have nothing left. I don't want you to come back with me. Thank you, but go back to your country. Orpah turns around and goes back. Who's left? Ruth. And Ruth says, no. What is the qualification for her to come back? Ruth says, no. I am not going to go back to being a Moabitess, nor am I going to go back to worshiping them. I am now going to be with you. And wherever you go is where I'll go. And what does she say after that? Your people, which means nation, your nation will be my nation. And what? Therefore, what has to happen? Your Elohim will become my Elohim. Right. That's the qualification for her to go from stranger or foreigner into righteousness. How you doing, Sister Gertrude? You see that? You see that? So so that's what she does to be able to get back to what the Most High is saying. All praises to the Most High. Right. So that's what she does. She says, I'm going to leave where I am. I could go back. A matter of fact, I've been given permission to go back to that worship. But I'm not going to go back there. How you doing, Sister Shima? Instead, I'm going to repent. I'm going to do a 180. And wherever you go, I go. Whatever Israel is, that's what Israel Whatever Israel is to you, that's what it is to me. And whatever the most high is to you, that's what he is to me. She's no longer a foreigner. And Boaz even makes a statement to her. Right. That's one of the things Boaz has attracted him to, to Ruth is he's like, yo, I, I, I've been peeping you. I, we, we got spies on. the, We, we, we got community out here that have been watching you. We know what you did. I know what you did for my for my family out there. You could have left Ruth. Out, um, you could have left um, Naomi out there like that. Naomi had given up. I, we, we knew she was in a bad way, but, but you decided you were going to stay there with it. He, he said the fact that you would, would take on our family and become our family and get into this word, he said, oh, I'm attracted. So the Israelite, he was attracted to the Israelite in her. He was not attracted to the foreigner in her. Did you catch it? like somebody. He was not attracted to the Israelite in her. I'm sorry, he was not attracted to the foreigner in her because she was no longer foreign. He was attracted to the Israelite in her because she was an israelite right he, he, he didn't he, she in his eyes that was not a moabitess we focus on the Moabites, right the people who wrote it out even because of their culture make it a point to say but they're trying to tell you a story they're trying to pin something They're trying to make sure that you comprehend what's going on but but really she's no longer moabitess at that moment Boaz says, no, I'm attracted to you because of what you did for the family. I'm attracted to you because of your ways. I'm attracted to because you remind me of mama. You remind me of grandmama. You remind me of of our sisters. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead by law now and I'm going to restore Ruth. Because if I don't restore Ruth, then I can't have anything to do with you. So as I restore Ruth, the Israelite, the more I restore the Israelite, the more I restore you, which means the two are interchangeable at this point. And she gets the privilege of being in the line of Messiah. Come on now, Sister Brie, right? So so if we're not careful, we'll do this weird thing where, right? If we're, if we're not careful, excuse me. If we're not careful, we'll do this weird thing in which we will make this black versus white or, or branch versus branch. When the reality is anyone who comes into the knowledge of this and obeys the law and makes it the law of the spirit and not the law of the flesh, then guess what? You are Israel. Right. Are those who are born Israel given an advantage? Of course. But what if we don't follow the law? We're still not Israel and we can be broken off of the tree. Israel is the tree. It has many branches, but we are the original 12 or even if you want to go to the 14 or whatever. Right. But we're the original 12 branches and we have an advantage and therefore we should use our advantage. And we're supposed to be responsible if we are Israel, those who are going to be grafted into us as the tree. Right. Then they get to be a branch, too. We've said this before. I'll say it again. And then we'll go ahead and get ready to open up the phone line some. Right. If I if there's an orange tree and I'm the apple tree and I have many branches and I give out apples throughout the branches, the fruit and the seed continues to go to get the legacy. But we but I am the apple tree. If there is an orange branch that is broken off of another tree and it is grafted into my tree. Right. What has to happen for that to even be possible is that one of the branches has to be damaged. So if there are people who are of my tree who decide they're not going to be apples anymore... They can fall off and they can wither away or they can graft themselves into something else, but they're no longer part of it. Now there's an open spot. This is what Paul talks about. And so because of disobedience, a lot of us fall off and don't want to follow the way. Still to this day, Balaam doctrine and all this stuff going on. So a lot of people should be Israel. They've decided they will not be. They are staunch in their belief that they should not be part of this tree. Well, guess what now? There's an opening for somebody who wants to go ahead and be it. See, you think that just we say this thing all the time, blood is thicker than water, but who says? (laughs) Right, not in the kingdom. Right, your bloodline physically might not be your bloodline spiritually. Your bloodline physically might not care about the law. Your bloodline physically will tell you that I don't care what anybody says, I'm gonna say Jesus to the day that I die, even if I know it means half man, half Zeus. I don't care, it's by that name and no other name. They get emotional on you, okay? Well, somebody else comes in and says, I'm willing to be obedient, but you will keep chasing your bloodline who will keep doing you dirty. And deny your actual brother or sister that's willing to give their life for you. Right? So, so when the branch f- breaks off and they wither they withering away out there, you gotta remain the tree. You're a tree planted by the rivers of water. Why would you get up from the rivers of water and stop producing fruit in your season so that you can keep chasing all the branches and stuff that keep being blown by the wind as if they're chaff? Right you stay in position as a tree. So I as the apple tree now watch this Somebody's brings the orange branch in the orange branch over time. It has to go through a process It has to be born again. So to speak It has to go through a place where somebody ties stuff together put some dirt Allows the stuff to even kind of root even together and become strong and therefore become part of the same tree So now that this branch is grafted in this orange branch is grafted into the apple tree. Is it an orange tree? Or is it still an apple tree? Matter of fact Here's another question. Is it an orange brand? Does it give oranges? If the fruit it gives is oranges, are they technically oranges anymore? Of course not. Because they come from the apple tree. They might look like oranges. They might kind of taste like oranges. They'll taste will change a little bit. But their nutrients and everything that gives life and sustains it is apple. Therefore, even if it looks like an orange, it's not even an orange anymore. It's an apple. Right? Even if it came from an orange tree in its origins... It is no longer that it is now an apple tree. It's actually come back to a natural state. Everything that it gives is more orange than it is apple. I'm sorry, it's more apple than it is orange for the rest of its existence. That is the reality. Right? So if somebody marries in, if they follow the way, if they're followers of the way, they're followers of the way. You will know by their actions. You'll know know the tree by the fruit it bears. I'll know. If you are Israel, not because of your skin color, not because of your hair, not because of your haircut. Matter of fact, look, just because I've made a personal uh, promise to the Most High doesn't mean that everybody got to have long hair, right? You can have a haircut that ain't got nothing to do with this. This is just a promise I've made, right? And in my promise that I made, uh oh, in my sorry, in my promise that I made. Let me turn this back on. All right. And and my promise that I've made, right? I'm I'm in a different, you know, uh, this is where I am. But it doesn't mean that if you wear a suit and tie that you're not in the kingdom. Right? So your skin color is not an indication as far as whether you're in the kingdom and whether you're Israel or not. It can tell whether you are physically Israel. But if you still follow after the law of the flesh and not the law of the spirit, then you got a problem.